Do you love anime, gaming, movies, and discovering how your favorite pop culture affects everything you do? Then join us on Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. Every week you can listen in while we break down the latest pop culture news and dish on what new releases we can't get enough of. Whether you love movies, I'm going to tell you all about the uh, hopeful 4K re-release of Tron Legacy that happens. (laughs) (laughs) I'm right there with you. Or music. The music in this show is absolutely incredible. Or anime. And under this mask is another mask. (laughs) (laughs) You can discover your new favorites right here on The Anime Effect. Listen every Friday, wherever you get your podcast, and watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or on the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Let's talk about Premier House. Because it was in the news today, that is, of course, the grand old villa on Tinakori Road in Wellington, where the Prime Minister often takes up residence. Today, the Prime Minister, Christopher Luxon, hosted some Australian cricketers on the grounds of Premier House and was reported to have told one of them uh, that the building was condemned, unlivable. Uh, He denies, I hasten to add, he denies that he used that word. It is a pretty strong word after all. But it is well known that the official Prime Minister's residence, which is well over 150 years old, is in need of some serious renovations. Bruce Lynch is the president of the Thorndon Society in Wellington. I spoke to him earlier this evening about that building. Well, it's very old. It was bought by the government when when the government moved from Auckland down to Wellington in about 1865. They looked for a property for the then premier and this house was and, and the house was purchased. It's not the house that's there now. Uh, it's part of the house that's there now, but it was a much earlier building that was built for uh, previous re- residents, and it was actually bought from Nathaniel Levin, who was a merchant in Wellington at the time. And it, it wasn't uh, it wasn't actually meant, or it wasn't built to be the Prime Minister's residence at the time, was it? No, not at all. But remember that it's um, Thorndon was of course, a very new area at that time. Mm. And it was a collection of everything from very small cottages to very large houses. And those large houses were generally merchants' houses. And this was one of them. So, no, it, wasn't, it was not built. It was not bought um, as pre- uh, to be a sort of prestige premier house, mm. and it was not certainly built as premier house. It's what you see now was mainly additions that were done when the Vogels were, um, when Vogel was prime minister in the 1870s. Right. It's interesting to sort of imagine Wellington at that time, um, you know, the 1840s and the, the sort of cityscape. I imagine, well, of course, it would have been very, very different to how it is now, you would think. Do you have any idea what the lay of the land would have looked like at that at that point oh, in time? Very, very, very much so. When when the first settlers came to Wellington, they initially went to Petoni, which is sort of heading towards Lower Hart, mm-hmm. and they found that it was very exposed to southerlies, it was unsuitable, and they moved from there to Thorndon. 
because Thorndon was more sheltered. It was a little bit further above the um, the, the sea level, and the land was relatively flat. And that land is still quite flat. And the, if you go to Parliament today and you look towards the hills mm-hmm. um, away from the sea, then that's exactly what the cityscape was at that time. Mm. And people built houses both on the flat area and on the beginning of the slopes. And that's where premier houses is, actually on the beginning of that slope. Mm. Are there many houses surviving in Wellington from that point in time? Well, remember, it doesn't quite survive from that point no, in time. No, of course. Because it's only the very piece at the back that... Um, that survived. Yes, some ship Most of Theseus of stuff there. Uh, you know, is it even Premier House? And in the 1870s, there are probably about three or four other big merchants' houses surviving. Mm. One is now Queen Margaret's College. Um, another one is the Italian uh, residency for mm. the uh, ambassador from Italy. Um, these are all very large houses that were sort of built about that time. It, it's been used, I understand, for lots of different things over the years. It was empty for a time, I see. It was uh, converted to a dental clinic during the Michael Joseph Savage years, goodness me. Um, and I, I understand it was actually left that way for quite some time. Yes, yes, well, it was. I mean, it's, it was considered uh, to be, it was a large house. Mm in very large grounds. It's got three town acres, so that's a large garden by Wellington standards. And the um, the Labour government felt that it was quite ostentatious mm-hmm. and therefore didn't want to um, be seen to be living that sort of lifestyle right. when New Zealand was going through the, the big depression mm-hmm. in the 1930s. No, that makes sense, I suppose. It was it was finally restored when in the nineteen eighties. Is that right? Yes, the late eighties. Um, the dental clinic. Uh, I don't quite remember when the dentist the dental clinic moved out, um, but it was empty for for a period after that, and then it was actually restored by a Labour government in the late. Um, 1980s. Right. Yeah, it would have uh, the Longy government. I imagine that would have been. Yeah. No. no. The first person to, well, the prime minister at the time, was um, Palmer, Geoffrey Palmer. Oh, of course. He right. was only prime minister for a very short period. Indeed. Indeed. Now, these, um, you know, there is there is a, a bit of chatter around at the moment about the state of Premier House and the renovations that are, are due on this place. And I suppose, you know, a house of that age with that amount of varied construction would indeed take quite a bit of TLC to to bring up to to sort of modern modern standards. Would you say, or or am I oversimplifying there? I, I haven't been through the house probably since John Key was Prime Minister. Mm. And last time I went through it was when we were doing a Thornton Society garden walk and we asked for and were given um, approval to go through the house and the garden. When I said to go through the house, it was just through the staterooms downstairs. Mm. The staterooms downstairs are very attractive. They're spacious. 
and very, very nice. And those are the areas which are used still for entertainment by the different prime ministers or, or and indeed by the government. We did not go upstairs, um, which is really a flat mm. where the prime ministers have tended to live or at least to sort of um, stay overnight um, between the time they're in Wellington and when they're in their home base. Mm. But in terms of the house, it's the last time anything was done to it, to my knowledge, was just before um, Jacinda Ardern moved in, mm. and they spent, I think, uh, somewhere I read, they spent about $3 million on it. $3 million to you and me is a huge amount of money, mm. but of course it's nothing on a house of that that size and that scale and that age. And the house probably does need things doing to it. It's, um, it's not the state rooms. They all look really good. It, it will be the services and the actual fabric of the house. Mm. Uh, Bruce, just in, in conclusion here, do you, do you think it is, w- would you welcome a, a, a big sort of renovation or upgrading of this property? Do you think it is important to keep properties like this, um, ostentatious though they might seem to people and given the, the sums that are involved, given their history and the stories that they tell? Yes, I think it definitely is worth keeping and, and it's worth preserving. But I realise that, that, that is and has always been a political issue yeah. because politicians don't want to be seen to be spending money on themselves. So that, that's, that's a problem. It's a tough sell, indeed. Uh, well, it will be interesting to see what happens. Anyway, Bruce Lynch, uh, President of the Thorndon Society, uh, thank you very much for your time this evening. It's been lovely chatting. Thank you. That was Bruce Lynch talking there about Premier House in Wellington, which is a beautiful building, uh, but beautiful buildings, of course, when it comes to maintenance, very much do not come cheap. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.